Hey, you're back with Comic Syllabus, and today we really are going to talk about um, Junie Ba and uh, TKO Studios' Jalea, um, a West African fantasy epic. Um, if you tuned in to the audio podcast or maybe the polybag segment last couple of days, I think I said in the intro that we were going to talk about Jalea, and then we never did. Um, here we are doing it now. So. Um, to clear up any confusion, Comic Syllabus is a weekly podcast on multiversitycomics.com, but we also release the segments in video form. To catch those, subscribe. It's in the show notes, um, or you can catch it on our, our, our host page at Castos. Um, and, uh, and sometimes my scheduling just gets a little wacky. So I had thought that Jalea would be, would be, would wind up in the audio podcast last, um, last episode and, and it didn't so my apologies for that anyway comic syllabus is <laughs> where i am um, i'm paul i talk about comics and graphic novels try to take different various perspectives on them i'm an english teacher and just a passionate comics reader and uh, of course you can find our home at multiversitycomics.com and um hey i would love some feedback about what you're reading what you think about the show your thoughts and and and, and insights and questions and um and even your critical pushback about what I say um, at, uh, you can find me on Twitter or on Instagram or in our Facebook group um, or email me. All that is in the show notes uh, to this episode, wherever you may be catching it. Um, so Jalea, I'm really excited to talk about this book. Uh, I got to say it's already leaped to, towards the top of my list for the favorite things that I've read in 2021. Um, Juni Ba is a storyteller, an artist, um, originally from Senegal, whose um, whose new book from TK, TKO Studios is kind of a big, uh, sort of a debut from a creator who is already rising in prominence. Um, you know, I see uh, Ba's art uh, gracing some big two variant covers, uh, for instance. Um, I think he's got a uh, a uh, truth and justice digital first story about Robin coming out or maybe out already on DC Universe Infinite so I'm really excited to read that I might talk about it here on the podcast um, but from his art and from how he discusses it um, you can really see you can really understand why he is um, he is just um, very much emerging I love this art this book is just visually just dope I mean, look at this cover, that um, sort of monocrat, chromatic shades of yellow that just have these detailed illustrations set against the large areas of white on this cover. Just remind me of, um, so I've ta recently talked about John Paul Leone, one of my favorite artists. Um, and at the same time, there is just the true cartooniness. And I say that word with the highest praise um, because cartooniness to me is is beautiful and splendid and a, and a rich and elaborate and thick language. Um, but the true cartooniest, uh, uh, cartooniness of these characters that we can see, uh, who we'll learn more about in a second, and their Bigfoot proportions and, and, and kind of the clear assignation of cultural pieces in the architecture and the character designs and the dress and the weaponry, um, all such powerful allusions to a West African um, fantasy epic, which sums it up so, so well. So. Uh, you can already hear I am a big fan of this book. I've been gushing about the art, but it is also not only the story, but also what the story is trying to say, what it's trying to express that has me really feeling like Junie Ba is um, an incredible talent to watch. And this is a book I, I, I truly, truly enjoy. Um, 
as I said, it is a um, West African uh, fantasy epic. And um, Juni Ba has said in interviews, like I'll link to the show notes to uh, one he did with the, the comic book couples counseling podcast, which is a lot of fun. Um, shout out to those those folks. Um, but that Ba has said that his work is a kind of a blend of Cartoon Network styles. Uh, I think uh, Samurai Jack, I think he's made allusion to Samurai Jack quite often. And the stories and the culture and the folk tales and history of his native um, Senegal and West Africa more generally. Um, so Jalia being a West African uh, fantasy epic really kind of merges that kind of folk storytelling with a lot of contemporary fantasy. Um, TKO is a publisher, if you're not aware of them, who started fairly recently and whose you know selection the curation of comics has really impressed me oh, i really liked sarah uh, i like the banks uh, sentient um and also not only their distribution model but their ways of connecting with fans and things they've advocated for um to me they have really given a lot of other you know recent company launches you know and and even standbys like image um They've really given them a run for their money. So I've been really impressed with their publish, publishing output. When I saw that Juni Bao, whose work I'd started to kind of see in various places and, and kind of get excited about, when I saw that Bao was publishing this this graphic novel, Jalea, at um, TKO, I was like, pre-order. <laughs> um, and I am so intrigued. I, I was intrigued by preview images and, I, and I'm so intrigued in this book how this storyteller voice really does have this merger of like like uh like you know ba had mentioned in those interviews this cartoon network kind of you know the not only is the cartooning bigfoot but the sort of like storytelling the kind of the the weight and the heft and a little bit not too taking yourself too seriously in taking yourself really really seriously you know you can imagine sort of a booming voice of a narrator merging that with the um what i what i have to assume um because of my own lack of knowledge to be the kind of west african or or senegalese uh folk folk tale um you can hear in this this is the first page right here and in this introduction says the wizard somaro once ruled peacefully over the world until one day he blew it all to pieces with the push of a button no one knows why we thought to ask but it was the apocalypse we had other things to do you know, and you can just hear in that narrative, which is so much of the tone of the whole book, the kind of little, the, you know, it's it's like a, a tale told by a storyteller with a smirk. Um, I think that's the way that, you know, it, it doesn't do anything to undercut actually the, the thematic um, weight power of this book at all. But, um, but just these elements that are so well put together. I mean, the line work in this, screams to me um you know something between you know the the symbology and the um the kind of arabesque designs of perhaps you know of either folk tales or folk stories or um or you know artistry architecture um from that part of the world and then uh, you know you can see these dramatic thick clouds and you can see uh, you know this tower these these sort of designs right and yet also something in that line work sort of says cartoonish, right? Cartoony. And again, I say that word um, with with all love and respect um, for, for the legacy of cartooning. Um, and so there is that kind of beautiful merger all through the book. 
Um, this is the the launch of the story. We're in the realm of talking about you know angry gods uh, and you know fates of the world and apocalypses. But the very next page, we actually meet our protagonist, and it becomes a very um, grounded and anchored story in these characters who are just so fun to look at. I mean, I, I could just you know enjoy these character designs for for I mean, these are everything to me and um, and you know Bai use is really the full package of things that make characters come alive I mean you know animation has really made this silhouette principle you know this idea that characters should be recognizable even by their shadows um, and, and 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 Ba makes it just totally true. It is true in comics, right? Um, but um, makes it totally true in 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 the character designs. You can see the sort of the two main characters um, and one more who comes in later. Um, we meet Awa, who is the main character that you could see um, our arrow pointing at. And Awa is the main character, although very much presented in kind of an interconnected relationship with Mansoor. Um, who is the other character that we see in the next in the following panel? Awa is a jelly, which is a, a sort of like this vital like storyteller and counselor and sort of historian role in relationship to to monarchs. So the monarch in in these societies, right, always has a jelly, a jelly. Um, sure, I'm pronouncing that uh, incorrectly, but um, who is that sort of you know counselor and 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 keeper? of history and stories and and um, so the, the the kind of um, relationship between the storyteller slash you know historian and tradition keeper and the the monarch the ruler um, is a vital one in this story um, and so the the jelly uh, the, the jelly carry on this sacred inheritance of a role uh, sort of passing on culture right and the way that things should be and meanwhile, Mansour, who is this other character, is the son of the king. Um, although the status of his authority and that of his father is right from the jump, kind of a central question, kind of undercut because um, of some failures or some questions of legitimacy. Um, but I think even though Mansour's, um, you know, monarchy throne um, place is, is kind of at the crux of, of the journey here, Awa is really at the center. Um, and um, in the opening pages, we see these characters, and I just, again, these designs are incredible, they're just phenomenal. The characters are defined by, um, you know, what, how they look, obviously. This is just like such cool, such cool design, um, so stark, so memorable, so distinctive. And, um, and you know, there's the proportions that are sort of cartoony accurate. Um, but the characters are also defined as much by the, you know, the artifacts that they, the objects that they carry as their poses, as their dress, as their, their dialogue. A witness like the lettering here and the language with the lettering um, that is just so distinctive. Um, you know, in this scene at the bottom, we, act, we, we, we come to learn that um, Mansoor is the, the you know, the, the king, the inheritor of the throne. The jelly is Awa, supposed to be serving them, but you can see the icy irony in the response here um, and the way that, um, that she talks. Um, she is loyal to this monarch, 
um, but by duty and not necessarily because she is um, somehow subservient or um, obeisant. And I, I, I just love the personalities that we can see right off the bat on this page. Um, a whole lot is established in these opening pages. And again, this is a story about storytellers and tradition and power and how the fate of the world really kind of falls in the hands of a few. Um, but very early on, we also see that there's a kind of kind of ancient and modern and futures uh, meshing or equivocation that I think is really important. There's this timelessness to the, the story of Jalea. And it's another thing that makes it feel like both Samurai Jack and folk stories, right? Samurai Jack had this way of just sort of like, um, you know, hanging loose with where, what era, what place we're supposed to be. All those things sort of got equivocated as they were sort of um, mashed together. And, um, and I think folk stories often do that. Um, and, and both are kind of unleashed from, you know, kind of our Western obsession with like linearity and time and, and pegging some specificity um, as a way, our way of conquering space and knowledge within Western society. I don't know why I say we. <laughs> um, I grew up in the U.S. Um, and so, you know, I think that you could see that within this page, the styles include like dance clubs and DJs right alongside mythology and traditions, you know, alongside like apocalypses, you know, and, and like these questions of salvation, the struggle for, great struggle for, for the salvation of the kingdom. Um, you can see on this page also that music plays such a huge role, which to me is an illusion of the place that storytellers sit in for, for moderns, right? I mean, musicians are the storytellers who narrate our times. And I think that's so true in modern society, and it's why it's so relevant for them to go into the club and to see this crowd of people. Because actually, in the story, along the way of the story, you know, I haven't explained the plot, and I don't want to give up, give away too much. But you find out that there are gods and there are beasts, and and there are like you know armies and soldiers. But but really, where are the people that this struggle for this kingdom, uh, you know, is supposedly over? Well, they're in the club. Right, and I think the the story is 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 contemplating how uh, cities and people groups and 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 there's all kinds of powerful figures, but the masses, you know, who are supposedly the concern when it comes to rulership, where are they? You know, they are being held sway by music, right? They are under the the spell. They maybe true rulers are the arts. Um, I think that's just really fun and fascinating. Now the plot, which um, is kind of spun around different tellings of backstory and just, uh, just you know, these really, the, the chapters in this book are really organized in these pithy and fun, you know, sort of short objectives that they each have their own internal episodic rhythm, but they clearly are mounting to a bigger story. Basically, Awa and Mansour try to figure out how to reclaim the throne, and along the way they strike deals with various godlike figures and betray and be, get betrayed, and they try to get a hold of these, uh, you know, various symbols and magic items and things like that. Um, and so the plot, you know, gets through, but like great animation, again, one can have very little sense of what is going on in the story at the first at your first reading and still just derive a ton of enjoyment from the action, from the artistry, from the kind of compelling storytelling and character development that happens. Um, ultimately, this is a story about power uh, and, and, and peoples with power. 
But I think as many folk legends and as stories go, there's both the elements of what's expected and there's a lot of things that are unexpected um, surprises in the story. And in the comics syllabus way, we, we don't want to spoil the plot twists and the punchlines, even as we try to unpack the premise um, and think a little bit about the themes. Um, but indeed, belief and connection with the people, like you can see this here, this temple disconnect, discotheque, I should say, the, um, the, the, the kind of the, you know, Venn diagram here of, of the arts and storytelling and the kind of culture that we all engage in with belief and with how we, the stories in which we understand and rule ourselves um, is a lot of what this story is about. And um, so I just, you know, you got to check out Julia. It's, it's something really different from what, uh, for the usual course in US comics, uh, Juni Ba is, you know, one of the emerging artists that I'm most excited about. Um, and, uh, and I hope there's, there, there's a lot more to come. Um, props to TKO for really kind of uh, boosting this, this project and this kind of work. Um, so I'm gonna have a lot of fun rereading Julia and just kind of staring at Juni Ba's art for days. Um, so thanks so much for listening in. Hey, uh, stay tuned, um, subscribe to the podcast or follow or whatever, um, feedback, as I said, wherever you can give feedback or rate and review. Um, I would just so appreciate it. I'd love to read some of your feedback on the, on the podcast and keep subscribing, keep it locked. We'll do Polybag where we talk about new comics and stores, mostly from non big two independent publishers. We'll do the infinite unlimited where we keep reading Marvel unlimited and DC universe infinite. I think soon we're going to do a low-key episode where all the stuff that Marvel Unlimited has been saying, hey, read this about the Time Variance Authority and, uh, and uh, you know, the Minutemen and all this stuff and Enchantress. You know, I've been kind of reading as I've been watching Loki, so I'd love to just do a little bit of comparison of those things on the Infinite Unlimited coming up. And um, I've been promising some Eisner's talk, so talk a little bit about the Eisner nominees. Anyway, all that to come soon. Keep it uh, uh, subscribed here at the Comics Illustrated Podcast. And thanks much. Let's keep reading.